representing the Big Ten and the number two ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. October 14th, 7.34 p.m. We are less than a week away from the start of the NBA season. We just had an NBA season, but a little bit of a short offseason as we get ready. And we'll talk maybe a little bit about this upcoming season, but I thought we'd do a fun thing where we would rank our top 10 NBA franchises in terms of which team is most likely to win at least one championship over the next five seasons. Um, If it was 10 seasons, maybe we'd put the Oklahoma City Thunder in there. Uh, They didn't make my top 10. They didn't make my top 10. Uh, They they made my number 30. Okay. 29. After they're ahead of the Orlando Magic. But they, um, yeah, they were my number 29. Number 29. Yeah, because they're just going to keep rolling over those picks forever, and Presti's going to work there forever. <laughs> um, all right. That being said, John, give me your number one team. Oh, we're going to go, we're going we're, one to 10. We're going to go one to 10. Okay. Um, all right. I mean, maybe it's chalk. I mean, sorry, I'm going. Because it's next five years, not this year necessarily, but mm-hmm. I'm going Nets. I think Nets, 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 Nets. Nets. No way! Like in the next five years, like the I don't know what you'd have to go on Fanduel, like what you'd have to pay for like Nets not winning a championship. It would, you know, it would probably be like plus three hundred. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. That's maybe a little extreme, but mm-hmm. I, I just think they've got a great shot. This year, I think they they had a great shot. Last year, they've got a great shot for at least three years. Right. Great shot. Great shot. I think, yeah, even with Kyrie out, which is obviously one of the big stories, they're still awesome. I mean, KD would, like was a toe away from winning it all by himself last year. I think he's a he's yeah. a he's a good pick for MVP this year. Um, mm-hmm. So. I have Nets number two on my list. Whoa. Yeah. Boom. Hot take Hot already. Hot take already. I, I think they're very likely to win one this year or next year or the three years. But maybe year four or five, their window is closed a little bit, given the contract length mm-hmm. of KD and Harden, even though they'll probably extend them. But they're a little bit on the older side. Um, so my number one team was the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. That was actually my number two. Okay. So, 
Um, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I I don't know that you can maybe choose a one or a two. It's kind of like choosing against between John Giannis and KD or something. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I just gave the Bucks the edge there simply because um, Giannis he's only 26, which is just crazy. It seems like he's actually been in the league for a while now. Um, so even if I, I think they have a good team this year. Um, they're, they're like, they're gonna be a top three seed in the East this year. I'd be shocked if they weren't. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think they have the same capacity to draw the, um, buyout guys and stuff like that, that the Nets do. Like, I think they're good enough and they're right there neck and neck in terms of talent and all this other stuff. And Giannis is younger. But the Nets being in New York mm-hmm. and I guess being, you know, KD and so forth, I think they they can get – it's easier for them to fill in the gaps That's that a good open point. up during the season. That's a good point. I do but, I do think they, they – having won a championship last year, they'll um, – I mean, Bobby Portis re-signed at a discount. He's a- – <laughs> So but, they, but, they might but be I, a little I, bit I of a buyout destination. That was a bird rights thing. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was a, yeah, like, or the mini whatever. Like, he can, now in the next year, he has an opt-out, and he can make a lot more money. But right. uh, um, not a bird rights, but whatever, like, the, like, the whatever the deal is, where in terms of time served and whatever, he's he qualifies for, for more money. Got it, yeah. And so he can get a much bigger contract if he opts out next year. Oh, okay. Okay. So he wanted to wait. It was like, yeah, to so make I think mean, that's it the catch to that Bobby Portis resigning. Got it. Yeah. Bobby Portis isn't a star as much as I love him, but. Uh, I think he's great, though. He, he was is great. huge. He's, I, he was awesome. I love the guy. I love yeah. him. Uh, he, yeah. And Bobby is just a great name to chant. So that he's got that going for him. Um, so. You know, I Giannis is great. Giannis is twenty six, and Middleton is great. Holiday is very good. Yeah, I. So they're they're obviously right there in as a contender this year, and they'll be a contender for the next few years. The thing that gives me them the edge for me is one, Giannis's age. Two, he's shown loyalty to the Milwaukee franchise, so I, I think he very well could be a lifer there. Um, yeah, that's, so that's fair. even since we're going five years, I, I think, uh, let me check this for sure. Um, as I look on basketballinsiders.com, Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, Middleton is signed for the next three years, Drew Holiday for four. So that even gives them a one year window in this five year time span where they could totally reset with Giannis is straight through the next five years signed that they could do an entirely new team with Giannis at 31, still in his prime and two other superstars, whoever that may be, Devin Booker and, um, um, uh, Cade Cunningham. (laughs) I love it. I mean, and that's very possible if you, if it's expected number of championships in the next five years, um, they might be at 2.1 to the Nets, 2.0. I think the Nets, the Nets mm-hmm. hit a hard, hard stop, which I'm, as a Rockets fan, I'm counting. Yeah. The Nets hitting a hard stop in um, for 
years or so, and it might even be sooner. I don't think James Harden is going to age that well. And I think Kevin Durant has aged well so far, but it's like, you know, coming back from the Achilles, he's a miracle, right? How, how good he is after that. But eventually you have to pay the pipe and you're like, whatever he's doing now, he's not going to be doing as long as he would have been if he hadn't had the Achilles injury. So like he's back now and he's, he's come back, but he's not, but it's, it's limited how great he's going to be like later in his career, I think. Right. So um, we'll yeah. see. I mean, I hope the, the Nets, yeah, I hope they go to, go to shit in about 2023. <laughs> right, I would love right it. Right when those picks out. start materializing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, when the Rockets picks start materializing, that's going to be even better. <sighs> Oh my God. Can I say one thing about Kyrie? I don't want to talk about him that much. The Mm -hmm. stupidest thing about the thing that annoys me the most about it is he says he's not anti-vax. He just think he's against the mandate and, um, and people losing their jobs over this. I don't know anybody and haven't heard of anybody who is pro vax, but didn't get the vaccine. That is bullshit. <laughs> like you, it's fine to be, I think you can be pro-vax and against the mandate. There's an argument to me be made against the mandate, even though I agree with it. I agree with having the mandate. Um, but if you think the vax works, you're going to get it. You're not going to, you may jeopardize your financial health, but I don't think you would jeopardize your physical health in protest. Yeah, it is. It is weird, and I think he. I think his words these days are all carefully crafted yeah. to try and like fit a narrative without making him look like too big an asshole. And basically, like Kyrie's a clown, and I don't. I. I, <clears throat> I don't want to get into it, and I don't want like. Like, I love Kyrie. I love his ball handling. I love his clutch shooting. I love so much about his game. Um, I love his his how how focused he is on social justice. Um, I do not love takes anti Like, it's funny when he says the world's flat because it's like, okay, that's silly. Mm-hmm. But when he talks about being anti, when he's basically acting anti-vax, even if he says he isn't. And then he just influences so many people. And I think that's reckless, Yeah. right? Like, I think if you have, it's, it's like Joe Rogan, right? Like, Joe Rogan was funny on news radio. I'll give him credit <laughs> for that. He's like, and I, I'm sure he's a fine podcast host and a lot of people listen to him. But it's like Joe Rogan should be a little more responsible with what he says because a lot of people go, hmm, Joe Rogan said that. I guess I should listen, right? And I'm not saying, like, it's kind of like people people shouldn't listen to Kyrie, but they do, Yeah. right? So I, it, it sucks. It just sucks in general. And... I mean, one way to look at it is he can just sit on his ass all year and get half his salary and basically maybe even get a championship ring, right? <laughs> which, is not, which, is not, which is not a bad deal. And I'm like, how does this work out this way? I, yeah. it, it, it drives me bananas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, unlike uh, Andrew Wiggins, he doesn't have much to lose financially. I mean, he like he's losing fourteen million dollars or something around that. So obviously, that's a lot of money. But he's already made a lot of money. He has like the best 
selling shoe line since the Jordans. So he's fine. All right. Yeah. Who is your number three team? Okay. So this is like a little bit of a reach. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like one and two were, were chalk. Um, but I'm going with the Golden State Warriors mm. as my number three. They are my number and five, so I like that, it. Okay, the reason for that is I feel like they've got what you what you need to win a championship. Obviously, you need transcendent talent. You need you need coaching, but I think you need um, most of all. Maybe well, obviously, you can't win without real talent, but you need organizational buy-in and coherence to like a particular strategy and they are they know what they're doing and they are they're gonna play out this year they're gonna see how clay is they're gonna you know they've got wiggins hanging out there as a Mm -hmm. trade asset and basically nothing else and they're gonna see how the young kids do Mm-hmm. And they're going to see what, what it's like, and they're going to see who's available. And they are, they're going to, if it, if it makes sense this year, they're going to jump in, grab somebody like a Beal or whatever, and make a run this year. If it doesn't make sense this year, they're positioned to do the same dance next year and be like, okay, we're going to, now the young guys are a little bit older. Maybe we keep them and run with them, or maybe they've shown more and we can do this. I just, I don't know. I, I I love where they are, and I love that they've been there, done that, and I can trust them um, from the owner all the way down to the equipment manager. Like they're, yeah, it's organizational trust. I think the equipment manager got an honorary ring a few years ago. They had a, like a segment where they did. He? Okay, him. yeah. See? I hope he wears that out. Yeah. When he's like, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I have him fifth on my list, so pretty pretty high, even though they're probably not a favorite or one of the favorites to win this year, and Clay is a question mark. Uh, but I'm with you. I think Steph has another almost maybe five years of, of prime maybe. Steph, uh, at least three, uh, and he went to like a whole new level last year. Draymond is still good, though he's he's the one thing that scares me a little bit about putting the Warriors here is that I think he's aging quickly. But I, I think I think they'll trade him though. Mm-hmm. I think they will get rid of him if they if they need to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. But then no one get no one they're not gonna get anything for him if he's yeah. if he's I, falling off too much. So. I think he might just retire um a warrior or be like if he can't really contribute much. He'll either be on the bench unit or like just a, you know, Udonis Haslam role with the team. Okay, yeah. I can That'd see cool. that. But it's the thing about the Warriors that I like is that they're, if Clay is healthy, they're good right now. Um, um, and whether or not Clay is healthy, they've got a lot of nice young players and all their picks. So they're well positioned for the future. So they, they've got a good mix of right now and the future. That uh, some of these other teams, like like the Nets, who traded all their future picks to Houston, are not as well equipped. Um, yeah, so they're number five on my list. I, I also I think Kaminga's going to look like a steal in the draft. I think he will. Yeah. I, I yeah. 
I didn't think he just slipped. I mean, it he just might like... not have. He might not have if he went to like a crappy organization. And I think yeah. that's like if he went to the Magic, I don't know where he would end up, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, this is a great yeah, spot you. for him. He doesn't have to do it all right now. And supposedly Jordan Poole is going to be the breakout star this year. That's what everybody's saying. So we'll see. Okay, my number three team. This is more of a right now than a five-year window thing. Well, a little bit of a five-year. My, my number three team, a little chalky, is the Lakers. Oh. A little chalky, but I, I still believe in LeBron. AD is still a top 10 talent. They both come with a little bit of the caveat of of if healthy, but that's kind of everybody. Um, but I think they they showed two years, like two years ago when they won the championship, right after that, they were the everybody's favorite for last season. And LeBron was in the MVP discussion until he got hurt. I think... Um, He'll probably do a better job of doing some rest management this year. Same with AD. Uh, they do have talent around them, and as long and they're they're a destination city for buyouts or for free agents. They're they're always going to be able to retool that roster. I still think uh, LeBron has plenty left in the tank, so I, I they're my favorite for coming out of the West which means they have a good chance of winning it this year. And as long as LeBron is playing, they've got a chance. Yeah, I think the ship has sailed. Okay. That's a good, I mean, that's a, I, are they even on your top I, 10 list? I, no, they're on my, they're like six. I have okay. six. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're there because, so here's, so people look at last year and they're like, oh man, if only AD mm-hmm. had stayed healthy they would have been a force but what people should do is look at like two years ago and because it's not if only 80 had stayed healthy it's like oh wow if 80 hadn't gotten hurt like it's like he the exception is 80 actually being healthy Right. Like that is the exception. Yeah. Not like it's like last year was like a big one off because AD got hurt and then they were out. No, that is what happens. The year before was the big exception because they were able to get this big gap in the season, come back. AD did not have enough time to get himself hurt and they were able to win in the bubble. And that team without AD is middling at best. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love, like, no one loves Melo more than I do. I, <laughs> I would love it if Melo wins a ring this year. This would be, they would be great. It would be, I would love it. I just don't see it. They don't have the guys now to play, to play defense, like the three and D guys. They just got the threes. You know, they don't have, I don't think there's, um, I don't think they're as good a team um, top to bottom as they have been. Like, they're more top-heavy. They have more stars. And I just – I think these things that look like exceptions now are actually becoming rules. Like, oh, man, LeBron got hurt that year, but then – but he was great besides that. And then the next year it's like, oh, LeBron got hurt a couple of times. He was great when he wasn't hurt. 
And then the year after that, it's like, man, the Browns hurt most of the year. Like, that's just how it goes. And even if LeBron stays healthy, if KD, um, sorry, if AD cannot stay healthy, they cannot make it. Mm-hmm. They are 100% dependent on one guy. And I, I just don't think that guy is going to be healthy. I really don't. I put him sixth because there's a chance that this year or next, which I think is their window, mm-hmm. that is that is their entire window, that they, that he would actually be healthy during the playoffs and they could win it. Um, the other tricky thing about the Lakers is their ownership is poor, mm-hmm. right? So this isn't like private equity money coming in, buying a franchise and doing all this stuff. The Bus family makes money as NBA owners. They don't, they're not going to be like Balmer and spending into the luxury tax and doing all that. So I don't think they're going to retool. I don't, I think they're going to be, they're not even going to be able to retool the way they were able to in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Like they are going to be handcuffed because they're just not going to do it. They won't, they won't do it because they're not rich. Like they're rich compared to us. They're not rich compared to other like NBA owners and like the, all like all the new owners in the NBA who can, who can sigh. Like they can't, they can't spend that kind of money and still they won't do it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think about that factor, but it's, it's a good point. I mean, what, an NBA team is profitable, but once you get into that repeater luxury tax, it starts adding up. Um, I, I I do think they're dedicated to winning. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think they'll have a chance to retool just because in, say, two, three years, they'll have replenished a few first round future first-round picks that they had already traded to New Orleans for the AD deal. Um, so they'll be able to do one last push in maybe two or three years to add another player. Um, but yeah, it, it, it really is, it is more of a short-term bet, the Lakers. And I think, I think their short-term window is really good. So that's why I have them number three. Yeah. And I think it's, I hope it's good. I am hoping, like, I would love it if they, if they win, if they win it all this year, I'll get myself a mellow Jersey. And I'll wear every time I come over to um, my father-in-law's house. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I just I just think it's too it's too fragile at this point. So we'll we'll see we'll see. I hope it works out. Plus, LeBron is not a great GM. No, he's not. <laughs> look at look at the wreckage that was Cleveland yeah. after he left. Yeah. Both times. I know the first time you were really the GM, but then they were like actually making all these moves and running a buy-in. But the second time he was absolutely the GM. Right. And that, you know, that cupboard was bare when he skipped town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they had, they like, as a panic move, signed Kevin Love to an extended deal once he left. It's just (laughs) every year. And by the way, the Cavaliers... Cavaliers did not make my top 10 list. Okay. No, I, I they did not make <laughs> mine either. But maybe next week we'll do 10 through ch- 11 through 20 and they still won't make it. But then... They <laughs> <laughs> still won't make it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to number four. 
Um, so your number three was the Warriors. Who's your number four? All right. So this is obviously, um, you, you gave me a five-year window. Mm-hmm. And so this year is out. But, or maybe not. But I'm going to go with the Clippers. Ooh, because okay. I think... I, I think based on what we saw last year in the playoffs from Paul George, which is what we've always wanted to see in the playoffs from Paul George. Um, and if Kawhi can return to his level, you've got a destination city with a, an owner who will spend any amount of money. Um, and the new arena that they're have, they're going to have a new arena um, soon. Mm-hmm. Like they, they've got all this stuff going for them. They don't have draft picks, but they can they can reload. They've got a lot of talent, um, and I think Kawhi and Paul George, Kawhi fully healthy, are enough. Um, Kawhi is just Kawhi was so, people people forget Kawhi was so good in the playoffs last year. Like before he before he went out the first round of the playoffs, like they would have lost oh, yeah. to the Mavericks with without him. Like he was superhuman. And so, yeah, I, I, I think, I think they, I think they can do it, but that really is dependent on a healthy Kawhi. I don't know. And again, I'm punning on this year and playing for the next and probably five years out is too long. So it's probably like the middle, the middle three years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did make my list. They're number nine. So Mm -hmm. a little less bullish. I think as you're as you're saying, I think this year is off the table. I think they might surprise people with a good year from Paul George, um, and they might make the playoffs, probably as a play-in tournament team, either you know maybe the seventh seed or something. But they're not winning this year, and I, I'm now wondering what you were wondering with AD about Kawhi. If the norm oh, is yeah, now I him he- being hurt. Because he's, I, yeah, I think he's totally it's out different this year. Than AD. Yeah. It, it's because AD like somehow breaks something different every time. But <laughs> Kawhi, it's that like same leg area that is, that's even, it's almost in a way even more troubling than, than AD. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Right. So the, the, the cupboard's a little bare on in terms of future assets and both, Paul George and Kawhi. I, I mean, I think Paul George still has some good seasons in him, but they're both in their 30s. Uh, yeah, and Kawhi, right. I'm a little bit worried about the injury history. So that's why they're a little down on my list relative to the other teams. But they still made the top 10. Makes sense. Whereas the Cleveland Cavaliers did not. <laughs> Sorry, Dan Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So your four is the Clippers. Um, my number four team, this is where I am thinking, I like, I like year one. Um, I, I, and like every year after that, I like even more. Um, I'm going with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. I put them at five. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Probably the five was, it was probably too low just because I hate them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Very and so, re- yeah, I, I mean, and so realistically, they probably should be for just because if you can, if you can have one guy who's that good, 
then you can afford to make a lot of mistakes yeah. elsewhere in the rotation. And yeah. It's so funny. I, I was thinking about their timeline. Um, so much of it hinges on the health of Kristaps Porzingis, which is not good, <laughs> which is not a good thing to hinge on. But that's okay. So if Kristaps is healthy for a full year, then they're going to be very good this year. Um, and could be three or four seed in the West, probably not a favorite to come out, but then you think, oh, the timeline is now. If KP gets another injury and you're thinking, okay, he's, he was a fit, trading for him didn't work out. They still could wait out his contract and then, I think he's there maybe another three years, four years, year, whatever it is, year five, they'll still have Luca still in his mid-20s, and they could retool, and that's where their window is really good. So yeah, when you have Luca, you have a chance to do great stuff. I think if you were drafting players now based on their current contract and age, he'd go number one. Maybe Giannis goes number one and he goes number two. He's in the top two for sure. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a good team now. Luca's going to continue to get better. And even if Chris Stapps doesn't pan out, which I'm hoping he doesn't, um, you still you still could wait it out, and he'll still be under contract with the Mavs. Luca, that is. Well, so do you remember who the – and I might be wrong about this, but – do you remember who the highest paid player on the Warriors was when they won their first championship? Um, was it Iguodala? I don't think so. I think David Lee. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it was, and I could be, I could be wrong about that. That but, seems very um, possible. He was at least close. He, he was at least close if he wasn't the, the highest paid guy. Right. And he basically, once they figured out the line of death and all this other stuff, like he basically, he was a bench guy, even though he was really highly paid. And the Mavericks can absolutely make a move like that, right? They can, when you have a guy who is transcendent like Luca, you can just, you can be like, oh yeah, we, we have this. 30 plus million dollar guy yeah. who's like who's like coming off the bench and he's just weird and whatever we bring him in sometimes but it's fine and we can still win i i think they can do it and i I'd, sadly they probably will like mm -hmm. yeah i I, yeah. I think i think you're right you could build a team that's luca and a bunch of mid-level guys and still win a championship as long i mean as you they get did that right. in uh the olympics <laughs> yeah yeah in the olympics that was that was basically slovenia yeah. and they were they had dragic oh but not that dragic right they had the other dragic and yeah they were freaking phenomenal um so yeah with all the rumors of uh toronto either buying out dragic or tra trading him to dallas it's what everybody thinks it would be funny if instead dallas got the other dragic again <laughs> <laughs> it's like sorry Luca we couldn't get you Goron but we got you Zoron okay so they're my number four they were your number five they were my number five yeah. okay and the Warriors were my so then number who's five. your number five 
the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors were number five. Okay. So that means we're up to six. And then the Lakers were my number six. Okay. So my number six is, uh, appropriately, the Sixers. Ooh. Which is a dangerous one because Embiid, I don't trust his ability to stay on the court. This is sort of a bet on Daryl Morey. Mm-hmm. Which, who I love, you love. Embiid, when he when he's playing, he's he's a top ten player. Um, I think he's gonna. I think Maury is gonna do well with um, the eventual Ben Simmons trade. Plus, there's still a possibility. I mean, it seems like he's he's back in camp, so Ben Simmons is gonna be at least part of the active roster come opening night. Still a possibility he actually plays this season is okay. So I, I see Philly. Philly's a good team right now. And um if they're gonna make they're gonna make a good move to get Embiid a good number two guy who isn't Ben Simmons. And I I'm with you. Um I actually I I struggled with the Sixers. They ended up they ended up tenth. Okay. On my list. And Part of that was just because I feel like um, with the Nets and the Bucks mm. as the top two, it's it's going to be hard to get out of the East. And they, um, I don't know. I, I trust Maury. I believe in Maury. But it's really, they're trying to draw to an inside straight sort of in the, like, put it in poker terms, right? They they need Embiid to stay healthy. They need to get good value for Simmons. And they need, at least in the next two or three years, injuries or whatever to take the Nets or Bucks out of the way. Because I don't think they're going to be better than the Nets or the Bucks in the next in the next two years. So then if you're talking further down the road, then it's like, okay, are they just going to get lucky and slide through at some point? And they might. And so I really think they – and they could have been higher on my list. I just don't know because, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's a lot of, uh, of what-ifs yeah. for me right now because you, you, the roster is, is good and they had the number one seed last year, but, man, they just rolled over in Atlanta. And that wasn't all Ben Simmons. Right, like that. Like it's it's it's. I'm sure I would love to be a Sixer right now and just say, "Oh, well, Simmons was the problem." That's we're <laughs> all we all get off scot free, but that's not the case, you know. Yeah. Like Embiid was kind of hurt, and so that's a little bit of an issue. But the rest of the the rest of the roster didn't really step up. Yeah, and they should have. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So yeah, I had him lower. I like where you. I like that. I do love Maury, and I. Man, I hope they can. I hope they can get it together. I, I'll be pulling for them for sure. I hope to, so too. Uh, just as a fan of basketball, I, I do hope they're able to get Dame in a trade because the Dame and Bead pairing would be great. I think if they if they were able to trade right now, Simmons plus stuff for Dame. I don't know if Portland would even consider that. Um, then I think we're talking about them as a real contender for this year. Yeah. So the, the problem with the Dame thing, though, 
is where is Dame going to be in two years? Mm-hmm. Um, because like I love Dame and Dame is a legitimate superstar. Gunner, awesome. Um, but when he, you know, he's a, he's smaller, he's a guard. He's going to hit that point where he starts to go downhill. And what has been Dame's superpower all these years is thinking he's great when other people don't think he's great. You know, and mm-hmm. just like it's it's his ego has been a, um, a boon to him. And I don't know how he's going to age. Like, I don't know if he's going to be accepting of reality as people start to catch up to him and start to like when he's not as good as he used to be. And so I wonder about Dame in two years. Like, I love Dame right now, but I don't know if I'd want Dame in two years. Yeah, I really I don't know when he's on the wrong side of it. He's also signed to a massive contract, which is going to be difficult to work with come a few years. But I, I imagine if the if the Sixers can get him in a Simmons trade, they would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, because then those those first two years, then they're right there yeah. with the Nets and the Bucks. Right. Then it's like 30, 30%, 30% chance. Like, it's, it's right there. Any one of them could come out of the East, and they could win in these first two years. I would like their chances in four or five years less if they sign, if they get Lillard, but I would like their chances in these first two years a lot more. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so for we'll me, speak. it's there. It's like I think they have enough there to get number six on my list with Embiid, Morey being Morey, and um, yeah, and just that they have these avenues. Like they have the avenue towards Dame or Ben Simmons for maybe McCollum or or something. They 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 yeah. they can make this team better. All right. I love that they. I love that they won the standoff with. Oh yeah, Simmons. yeah. I love that too. Finally, because it, it's it, it's ridiculous with all the you know, like starting with AD in New Orleans, just with his that's all folks shirt. It's just it, it's good. I know. It's good that a team took a stand and won. Yes. Okay. Who is your number seven team? You're not going to like this. Uh-oh. You're not going to agree with it. Okay. Um, and this is definitely, this is definitely a catch lightning in a bottle in, in the next couple of years. Things break right. Um, but I'm going with, I'm going with the heat. Okay. And I'm going with the heat because I think that they have, a lot of talent and a lot of experience. And again, a lot of um, organizational, like, I want to say like gravitas in a sense, like they can, they can just get this shit done. That run they had to the finals a few years ago. That was, that was amazing. Um, I think they suffered last year because of the short off season. I think that really hurt people like Tyler Hero um didn't give them a chance to get better right because it was like they had six weeks off before they had to start playing again or whatever it was it was was absurd right now they um they've got a real real solid young talent in bam possibly like hero hero will come along and 
I mean, um, Duncan is great. Um, and then if you can do this while the old guys are still around and can still play, and then there's the complete and total wild card, the um, um, Oladipo mm. thing too, right? So they've got they've got a few things that would have to break right for them, but I could I would not be shocked because of because of Lowry and his playoff success, um, and because of how they put it together, Jimmy buckets in the last you know in two years ago and how they did it i could see them making a run yeah and just putting together either this year or next year beyond that no way but um maybe yeah first of all i love the fact um that and i agree with it that you said lowry with his playoff success when five years ago it would be lowry and his failure in the playoffs <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he totally turned that narrative around. I love Lowry. Um, I, I like it. I, they actually didn't make my list, but they probably would be number 11 or 12. Um, I mean, mostly because, you know, they're maxed out cap-wise. Lowry's 35. Jimmy's got a lot of mileage on him. Um, so I think their window with this group is probably one or two years. However... yeah. The Heat are just, they're always able to do better than you think. They're always going to be good. So even after those two years, I could totally see them retooling or or making some move that makes them good again unexpectedly. Like even when they made the finals a couple of years ago, they weren't, they were the five seed, something like that. They were the five seed. Yeah. 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 So I like it. They didn't make my list, but... Um, could reconsider my number seven. And I don't feel great about this. Um, nah, uh, I like it. I, my number seven is the Boston Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Are they on your list? They did not make, my okay. list, but it's again, it's something like, I think um, I can, they, they would be right on the edge. And I, they have a much, much longer yes. runway than the Heat. It's it's like the inverse of the Heat, right? They have a long runway. They have these great, great young guys. Um, a good organization, so that they have the Heat and they have in common. But they don't have any real, like, playoff success. I mean, they got to, you know, some final, like, league, conference finals and stuff like that really they're just not tough like they i don't know there's something about them they they i don't know i i don't i don't see them with this group of guys getting it done yeah they definitely underachieved last year and they they showed a lack of toughness down the stretch or through the whole season last year i think they're going to be I think they're going to be very good this year. I wouldn't put them as a favorite to come out of the East or even a second favorite to come out of the East, but I think they'll be one of the top five seeds in the East. I think they'll, I think they'll even they'll do better where they don't even have, they don't have to do a play in game. Right. The, the thing about the Celtics obviously is probably the best duo under 25 
who are already right. like at a point where they're not just rookies, they're hitting their prime in Tatum and Jalen Brown. I I think they'll either learn toughness or it'll be instilled in them somehow, I hope, for their sake. Uh, I could totally see Jalen Brown being a tough player. Um, and Tatum, maybe. But those two are so good, and this team is always... Um, I mean, Danny Ainge is no longer there, but they're always wheeling and dealing. I think they're they're one they're one player away from being a super team. So yeah, I think that's fair. They're gonna have lots of chances to do that. It's like, do they make even without the trade? I think if 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 Brown and Tatum keep improving for the next few years, they could be a real contender. But I also see them because their contracts are maxes, but they're not like super duper Derek Rose rule mm. maxes. So they'll have room to add that third max player, I think. Um, so it's kind of a bet on that. It's like they, they're they one guy away from being a super team, and I think they'll figure out a way to do that. Interesting, because I, it would be, it, I mean, I don't love the Celtics, and I, I don't mm. want them to succeed. I do like Brown and Tatum. Uh, especially Brown. I love Brown, but the, um, yeah, because I wonder, I, I see that as a possible path. I also see the Brown and Tatum didn't win the last few years. They don't win this year. Mm-hmm. The, the year after they don't win. And people are like, well, Brown and Tatum can't win. And like, then like, there's just whatever. And people are like, we gotta, we gotta deal one of these guys to, change things up or, or whatever. I mean, cause eventually, I don't know. Eventually like you, you kind of have to make, make a move and you can't, you can't do the Stockton and Malone thing where two guys play together for 20 years and don't win anything. And, um, I, I would not be surprised if the organization, like, I think they were willing to trade Brown for uh, AD for sure. Probably mm-hmm. if he would have been willing to resign, I think they were willing to trade him for Harden who wouldn't. Right. Um, I think they, they've talked about being willing to trade Brown in the past and hold on to, and hold on to Tatum. And so I don't know. I don't know where they're going to, where they're going to end up, but they've got a good chance. I just, I don't, I don't. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Who? Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, that that's that was the failure of Danny Ainge. She never was able to, or or never had the gumption to make that one throw all your chips in move to get that superstar that they needed. And and Danny Ainge did a hell of a job as a GM. Yeah, like hell of a job. Winning, like putting together that championship team, and then reloading with all those Nets picks that ended up not delivering all that much, but then tricking the 76ers to get yeah. Tatum basically. Yeah. Like that was, that was how we're out. And I think Ainge, I think the Ainge thing kind of ran its course because I think people were reluctant to deal with them. <laughs> I, I don't know. They, in the organization, it seemed like anyone could get traded. People talk about the, you know, um, curse of Isaiah Thomas or mm-hmm. whatever right like it's um yeah 
I think it's going to be interesting to see how Brad Stevens does. Um, this new coach sounds great. Um, I would love it if he's successful, but again, I don't like the Celtics, so I'm kind of torn. Yeah. Um, it is also weird that they moved Brad Stevens. They kept him in the organization, made him president of basketball operations. Who knows how he's going to do at that? And I, I, I still think like he's a good coach and, um, yeah. and maybe coaching is his passion and that's what he'll, he'll want to do somewhere else. So there's a lot of question marks, but they, it's just Tatum and Brown and there's Very room good. for one more. Okay. So your number seven was the heat, right? Yes. Okay. Who is your number eight team? So I decided I had like, Everything was fairly chalky-ish. Uh, the Heat were a little bit of a reach, and then I decided to go big reach All right. on this one. Um, uh, I went with the Atlanta Hawks. Ooh, not because, on my list, but I like it. Because they have assets coming out of their asses, and they've got, like, they've kind of got their shit together in a sense the as an organization finally atlanta was like in the wilderness for a few years there and they got all these high draft picks and and now they're like oh yeah we have just a shitload of talent it doesn't all exactly work together it's not all ready yet but they can do a lot of things with the roster they have now and they have enough like really good young players that they can package them up and turn them into other things. Like they, I don't know. I loved what I saw in the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. I know they're, um, they have their shortcomings like Trey young. Um, obviously it's going to be a different year when he can't throw his body into people and draw fouls. <laughs> if the, if the, if that rule holds, it's going to be, it's, it, he can't defend. He's too small to like be a great defender in a lot of ways, but I think they can get I think they can get even better than they were last year and because they have so many cool young assets um I don't know I think they could surprise people they could be like um I don't know the Thunder made their run in 2012 or whatever obviously the Thunder had three future first ballot hall of famers so it's not a what, but they were very young and people didn't think they were at the start of the year, they were going to make a run to the the finals. Right. And Atlanta's just like, I don't know. They could, they could do some, I don't think in the next two years, because again, I think the nets and the bucks are going to control the East for a few years. But I think if they, if they play their cards right and keep their powder dry for that um, three to five year spot, Trey's going to be in his prime and they have, so many players they could keep who could also be better by then, or they could make some moves. Yeah. So I mean, they're, they're good yeah. right now. It's a, little bit, and it's a little bit of a crazy reach, but yeah, no, I dig. I think, I think they're going to be a top six seed in the East this year. They're very deep. I, I love all their supporting pieces. Um, yeah. And it's just like it, are they going to make that one move? But yeah, they could. And with all the other pieces they have, that's going to be a very complete team. And it's just hard not to love yeah. Trey Young. I mean, I hate Trey Young, but I love his. I I appreciate him. <laughs> I don't know if you saw. Um, did you yeah. see when uh, he was brought out on SmackDown? 
a few weeks ago. So uh, a wrestler, Sami Zayn, who's a heel, um, they were in, it was the first live WWE event in Madison Square Garden since the pandemic. And uh, he, as a heel move, he brought out Trey Young uh, to get the crowd booing. He also, <laughs> that's, he, that's great. Yeah. That's great showmanship. Yeah, he was also he was wearing a Knicks jersey, kind of, and he was. I think he just. I I doubt he specifically picked this, but it is a heel move. He was wearing a Kevin Knox jersey. Um, I think he just like must have picked it out of a bin as like a jersey that was on sale or something. But very funny yeah. stuff. Okay, my number eight team. Um, the New York Knicks. Oh my God, that is so homer. <laughs> you, you are. Oh, I thought I was reaching. Oh, oh yes. They are at some point okay. in now, the next five years. Okay, they are going to make a big move. I don't know for who or exactly when, but it's coming. So, it a lot of it hinges on one thing. I think I think Randall proved himself as an all-star last year. I, I actually feel pretty comfortable that he's going to continue his all-star level of play this year and into the future. Mm-hmm. He signed on a bargain deal for that level of play. Maybe not an all-pro, but still all-star, all-star level. The question for the Knicks is, does RJ make another leap this year? Because he made a nice leap in year mm-hmm. two. If he makes a similar size leap in year three, that puts him in the conversation for most improved this coming season and starting to sniff that all-star echelon and, or, and at least on the track to do that. So if RJ can be that guy where he's the second or third best player on a team, on a championship team, along with Randall. Also, probably not a first. Um, then I think, kind of like the Celtics, with that that duo, they're one guy away. And New York is a destination. Uh, this team is is piling up assets. They have all their future picks. They have a few nice young players in Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, maybe some of the draft picks this year. And... Um, Plus, yeah, all their own picks. They have the, a Dallas future first. They have a prote- heavily protected Charlotte future first. So they'll be able to make a trade. The, you know, are they going to be able to make the trade without putting RJ in the deal? I don't know. But either through a trade or through free agency, they're going to get a superstar level player in the next five years. So this is a bet that they're going to do that and pair it with Randall and RJ. And then they're a real competitor. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, do superstars still change teams in free agency? No, <laughs> maybe never. <laughs> I mean, it it kind of doesn't happen as much anymore. It's it's still it still could it still could. Yeah. Um, I wonder if like maybe um the move is since they have you know, draft picks and young players, maybe it's uh, send those to Oklahoma city for, for Shea. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and then, cause Oklahoma city, like, 
Douglas is like, this guy just wins us too many games. We want draft picks. All right, it's a deal. Um, no, I, I like it. I like it. I um, again, it's not going to be in the next year or two, so right. the landscape is going to look completely different, right? If the like, or maybe maybe it's next year. No, it's not this year, right? Because right. we got to see RJ make the jump. I hope he does. I, I think he very well could. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome. Um, and if he ends up being like the best player in that, you know, in that top three. That yeah, that's crazy. like a totally different jump. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, oh, you're talking um, about from the draft, from the draft a couple years ago. From that draft, yeah. Not, I wouldn't bet on it, but not out of the question with Zion's health. Not out of the realm of possibility. Now, um, so he could, he, he, I think, I think he could, and I think he will make the make that jump. Um, that's still a very, very much a middle of the road team. Mm -hmm. Like even, even if he makes one jump and then, and um, it's, they're as good as last year, but with, with him, because I don't know how Kemba's going to fit under um, Tibbs system. Like here's the guy whose knee is probably completely wrecked. And Tib is like, well, rub some dirt on it and get back. <laughs> Walk it off. Right? Like, how, how does how does a guy with a like with an injury history like Kemba's match up with Tib's coaching style? Also, Kemba, even when he wasn't hurt, was not that great a defender. I mean, yeah. he's so. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to be this year. I think they're going to. Um, I think the best thing this year is if RJ does make that jump and mm -hmm. that and people see him like that and they're like, okay, now there are two guys there. Maybe I, maybe I'll go or maybe something can happen. I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Based on what you said, I, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it happening and it's not that crazy and it's not, it's not as dependent on, luck as some of these other scenarios where um that we were talking about even for some of these other teams like it's it's realistic at least that they could be in the conversation for winning it even if they don't win it yeah the knicks could re very much be in the conversation for the last three years of this five-year window we're mm -hmm. talking about yeah they could very much be in that the starting people are like oh yeah knicks yeah six to one you know, 10, eight to one, something like that. Like they could be somewhere in there, even if they don't win it, which would be awesome. Yeah, it would definitely be awesome. Yeah. Um, as far as some of the things you were saying, uh, Kemba, Kemba's not part of the long-term plans. So no, I don't think yeah. you factor, but, I, but I think, I think this, the team they assembled this year. Um, so another reason why I have the Knicks this high is this, this front office has proven itself to me that they're a good front office. They had a really nice draft um, and really good additions. Kemba, they got off the buyout market for like nothing. Fournier nothing. is a pretty big deal, but I like him. I think this team, they did a good job of assembling a team that's on paper, at least actually better than last year's team um, and not handicapping themselves in the long term because they're all relatively short-term deals. They all have like the last year as a team option. And when I say better this year, like 
between Fournier and Kemba and maybe a leap from RJ. Um, yeah, I think they'll be better and still maybe not be as high as the four seed. No, because I think the East got better around yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. And I think they, they outpaced themselves last year. They, they won more games than they probably should have, and I think that showed when they played the Hawks, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, yeah, they're the five seed, and they're yeah. going to stomp them. Um, but, I, yeah, and I love, um, I love Fortier. Yeah. I think he's great, and I think he was so good in the Olympics. I was like, was. damn. This is I'm I'm excited about this guy, so yeah. I think they're going to be, be a really good year, and I think I think I think it's it's uh, that just keep if the organization continues to show confidence that um, that's a that's an excellent um, virtuous cycle. Yes, that's like exactly. that's like oh more people come and then you do more competent things you make more competent moves and it's like oh okay so yeah. I'm, I'm I think, amazingly, I think they already did the job of turning around the perception of the team, um, where it's no longer considered a dumpster fire after just really one year of a new front office with Tibbs and and making the playoffs. I believe in this front office. Um, and Do uh, you believe Tibbs <laughs> is a championship coach? That is, I was going to say, that is my one hang-up. I, I think he can be. I, I don't, I, he's like, he's the best regular season coach, but maybe not for the right <laughs> reasons. Some of the reasons are good. Like, he, get, he, he makes sure there's intensity from the players and they're bought in all the way. But some of it is just like him playing guys' minutes as though there's no tomorrow when it's, <laughs> like he's barely playing some of the end of the bench guys in the preseason. He's playing the preseason like it's like it's midseason in terms of like rotation. Yeah. Which I I, th- I think some of it is okay. It's like it's building the culture of winning. The long term, who knows? So really the long term of the franchise is, as we were saying, it's it's about RJ. Is if RJ is an all-star, then this team is one player away. If not, then they've got work to do. But the front office can do that but, work. But can do the work, but they're up to the task. Yes. If they are, if there is more work to do, um, I think they're up to the task. And and to be fair to Tibbs, you know, before last year, we would have said he was neck and neck with Budenholzer as the best regular season coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Budenholzer now and it's Budenholzer got famer. over the hump, and and so I don't know, but Budenholzer got over the hump because he's. If you look back to last year, instead of trying to win every game, he mm-hmm. was trying to experiment with lineups and figure out all these different ways that that worked. Like someone got in his ear and was like, "Yeah, yeah. it's not about 60, 60 to sixty-five wins. It's about figuring out how to, you know." match up to anybody in the playoffs and he did a great job. And so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That's, that's another hope of mine for this season with the Knicks is I, I I don't think he'll ever change as far as like the minutes issue goes, but I could see him doing a little bit more experimentation, playing Obi and Randall together more often than he did Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, and maybe having Fournier as like a ball handler sometimes or a secondary playmaker sometimes. So 
that's that's my hope that they, along with RJ improving, that they just try some things that they didn't try. Okay, your number nine was the Lakers. Or? No, they were they were six. Now number nine is um, is a new one. Okay, number nine is a new one. Um, who, who is your number nine? My number nine was the Clippers, who we've talked about. Who's your number nine team? Okay, my number nine is uh, the Denver Nuggets. Mm. And yes. the reason for that is they've they've gotten the playoff experience in the last few years. They've made it. You know, I mean, they made it to the conference finals and then the. Semifinals last year, obviously, it was a harder year with um, Jamal out. But um, they have a lot of talent, a lot, a lot of talent. And I think um, with the reigning MVP, I think they have a special player mm-hmm. in Jokic that is, he's, um, he's not Luka. He's not Luka special. But he is special in a way that very, very few people are. Yeah. Like, it goes beyond athletic ability. It's like core vision. It's just basketball IQ through the, through the roof. And, 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 to do it really guy guy, like that. and to do it as a big guy is yeah. just like, you can't match that. It, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I think um, Murray was, like, making the leap. And then he wasn't. And so I still don't know where he's going to be when he comes back. I think that uh, the Michael Porter Jr. stuff, you know, I've been a Michael Porter Jr. guy from the, mm-hmm. from the beginning. Just huge, huge talent. Um, it's going to be interesting to see this year. With Murray gone and Porter Jr. getting the, getting the car keys, and he's just going to run with it. And then if, if he can, like, take it to another level and then Murray comes back and they can reintegrate everything. And maybe they can't because maybe it's not, you know, Murray and Jokic anymore. Once Porter gets in the mix and they can't really redo it and they have to shake things, shake things up, but they have enough talent that they can either win with what they've got or package things together to get people in who, who can. And I don't think Mm -hmm. they will. I don't think they're going to win, but, I think they could be, and if we're talking about a five-year window, um, I think they're going to be good all five of those years. And I think they might be great a few of those years and they could, um, they could break through. Yep. So that's, that's, that was the, that was sort of the, the thought process behind it. Yeah. I mean, the truth is not a lot of teams win championships. So once no. we get once we get no. past like the top five or six, I mean, you're talking about teams that are just you like you hope it kind of they catch lightning in a bottle and win a championship. Um, for all the reasons, yeah, like the Raptors, yeah, or the Mavs when they won in 2011. I could definitely see. I mean, Denver uh, is definitely good enough to do that. Um, and for all those reasons you said, I, I also believe in Michael Porter Jr. Now uh, they're number ten on my list. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, you know what's funny? Um, so, we've gone, because num- my number 10 was the Sixers. So, we've covered every team mm-hmm. on our lists. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not have the Suns. 
They, this morning, they were number 10 on my list, and then I replaced them with the Nuggets this afternoon. They're they're on my list. They're like, they didn't get a number. They're after yeah. the, the Nuggets. They're like, or after the Sixers, they're the unofficial number 11. But I don't think they're going to, I don't, I think their window is, is going to close too soon. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, uh, we'll yeah, see. I mean, Chris Paul's still very good, but always has an ill-timed injury around the playoffs and you know he's in his mid-30s so how much longer does he have and I think once he retires I think they, they could still be good if they sign resign all their guys which I, th- I think they ultimately will sign uh Bridges mm-hmm. and Eaton to an extension so they'll still be a good team but I think they'll no longer be a great team without Paul kind of driving it. And at that point, and the wheels might start coming off and Aiton and or Booker might want to leave in free agency or trade. So I agree with you. Their window is short. I think they'll be one of the best teams in the West this year. Um, but yeah, I, I, five years out, I don't see them necessarily being a contender. And, and again, Sarver. Sarver's not yep. going to spend the money, right? Yeah. He's spending the money now. Um, I think he sees this this window open, and yeah. But when it's if it doesn't you know, work two after two years, two or three years, the, yeah, then Sarver is going to clean house. Yeah. Another interesting yeah. one not on our list was last year's number one seed in the West, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> I thought about him, and mm-hmm. I I love 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 Donovan Mitchell. I think I think Donovan Mitchell is. Is great, and I just don't see it lining up. I, I don't see Gobert um, and Conley. Um, I think Conley's just. I think he's he's just going to be more like or less effective every year. Yeah, I think he's still good, and I think he's still like he's he's amazing for what he does, and he's he's been a, a great player, great career. But um, yeah. I just, he's getting older, and I think they're just—it's not going to line up quite right. Because Gobert is a specialist; mm-hmm. um, he's awesome at at defense, but then he can get played out of series. Like he just—I don't know—they got—I don't know—they got taken—they got taken out. He got taken out last year. Yeah, in the in the playoffs, like absolutely. It's really tough to be a. I think they're going to be top four team in the West this year, maybe even number one. I think they're going to be, they're going to be a great regular season team. Mitchell's great. I really like Rudy Gobert and what he brings, but it's, it's just hard to be a championship team when you have one guy who's making max money and part of your starting rotation who can't shoot and is not as somewhat of an offensive liability. And then once, if they have another early exit this year from the playoffs, then maybe, you know, uh, Mitchell's always been rumored with maybe he's the guy that the Knicks get, you know. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah, maybe things start the, falling yeah. apart there. Because the Knicks are like the Kentucky-Louisville, yeah. like, the the spot so it could Mostly be like kentucky but I, would, I, I think he's also a caa guy yeah um, so yeah. yeah who knows 
who knows? But it's it's funny. I I I think you're right. I think they're going to have a great year again, regular season wise. Um, but I don't see anything beyond that. Yeah. Poor Jazz. Um, good fans. Well, no, racist fans. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was going to say racist, like though. very like intense basketball fans, and probably yes, the ones that aren't racist are good fans. So. Mm-hmm. And a good team, very good team. Yeah. I, I, li- I like a lot of their supporting cast, and Ingles and Bogdanovich, even Conley. Yeah. Um, any other team that could sneak into this list? I mean, as it stands right now, I don't see anybody else. But and and based on your five year window, I was like, well. No one who is who's a rookie now is going to win in the next five years. Yeah, except a rookie that's going to an already good team, right? Like none of the you know like Evan Mobley is not going to you know like make a make a champion out of the Cleveland Cavaliers in five years, even though he might be awesome. Cade Cunningham, mm-hmm. same deal, right? And obviously the Rockets are going to be champions from year six through 10. Right. right. Um, all of them. But um, yeah, I think, I think the, I think all these teams are the ones with the real shots in the next, in the next five years. I don't see anyone else coming up unless oh, I just, I don't yeah. see it. Like I don't see Portland. I, was doing just it. I don't see t- New Orleans getting it together. I was just going to mention Portland because um, they're a team that's perennially in the playoffs. We all know Dame's eventually going to leave. Um, they never, they've never gotten made the jump to be a number one level seed. So they'd be pretty low on my list as far as probability to win a championship. Unfortunately, I guess one team I like, like them that maybe, maybe, maybe if a lot of things went right, like maybe Memphis. If they okay. if they keep building with their young talent and, and it's just such a small market though like yeah. they have to get everything right there's no margin for error um, so I don't know and I don't think Rick Carlisle and the Pacers is going to change their destiny because again they're a small market team that has to do everything exactly right in order to win mm-hmm. um, the Bulls I don't see at all. Um, the Spurs, I don't see at all. I guess the Bulls is an interesting one if because they made a lot of offseason moves. Um, a lot of weird offseason moves. Does it fit? But if it does fit, and like Lonzo, DeRozan, Levine, they re-sign Levine, and that all works together, maybe they're able to make a move, push in all their chips whatever chips they have for one more player and Chicago's still a big market. So maybe I could see the bulls entering that if they, if they have a really good team this year, I could see them then becoming part of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. I don't think they have enough defense right now, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe outside chance. You know, there's obviously always Charlotte. Right. Um, Lamelo. <laughs> Love Lamelo. Um, yeah. Well, uh, 
we'll see. Now I just, I don't know. I think, I think that, um, that group pretty much, pretty much sums it up. Yeah. But I'm excited about this season though. So it's am gonna I. Be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, got, got my league pass subscription. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, John, uh, thanks again, as always, for doing the show. Anything to plug or say to the world? Uh, no, just, like, listen to, you know, listen to medical professionals. Don't listen to Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Um, get, yeah, get your get your vax. And other than that, let's, you know, go, go Astros, right? Oh yeah, oh, let, no, let's, everyone yeah. hates the Astros. I know they do, but uh, I'd be—I think I'm rooting for the Astros against Boston. <laughs> yes, I hate Boston more. See, that's the great thing. Like against Boston, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we have to root for the Astros." And then it's probably be the Dodgers or something. Well, it depends on how it goes tonight, but it might be the Dodgers. Right. Everybody hates the, the Dodgers. In the World Series. I'm calling it the Astros Revenge Tour. So they got. <laughs> Revenge for 2005 World Series um, right. in the last round, beating the White Sox. Now it's 2018 Revenge um, against you know against the Red Sox, and then if it's the Dodgers, then it's Revenge for all the oh they didn't win it fair, like all the whining for the last you know right. few years over the World Series. So that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I was pulling for the Rays now. Now I don't really like any of the teams <laughs> that are left. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the Braves. I like a lot of the players on the Braves, and I like what I like what they've done, but I'm just I'm not a Braves fan, just overall. Yeah. I always kind of hated them. All right. Well, you, of course, can follow me at Larry the Athlete on all social media. And you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder.